We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Thanks so much for being here today. I'm going to do something today that I have never done before in my entire time with the Pack-A-Day podcast, and that is I'm going to be redoing an episode that I've previously done. And what I wanted to do today is I wanted to redo and go over all of my tips and tricks and everything that you need to do to be ready for Packers training camp this year, all the things to do at practice, all the things to do around Green Bay, all the things to do Packer related and in the surrounding areas as well. I get asked this quite a bit. What are the best tips and tricks for training camp, etc.? So I wanted to redo this. As I mentioned, I did it a couple years ago. There are some things that went our, are a little bit out of date since that time. When I originally recorded it, we were still very heavily in the COVID era. So things have changed a little bit and I wanted to update this accordingly. So today we're going to be going over my full guide to Packers training camp, literally everything I could possibly think of to make it so that you can have the best 
training camp experience possible. So without further ado, here is my full guide to Green Bay and to Packers training camp this upcoming season. So first of all, let's go over the dates. Before we get to tips and tricks and things to do, it's important to know when you can actually attend training camp. So you can find the full schedule on Packers.com, of course, but there are only 13 open training camp practices, and that includes family night. So 12 daytime practices and then the one family night practice, which takes place at Lambeau Field. You do need tickets to get into family night. You do not need tickets to get into normal training camp practices, but even including family night, only 13 practices that are open to the public. The first practice is this Wednesday, July 26th. The final practice a little less than a month later on August 23rd. So it's not this huge, long period of time where you can go to practice every single day. There's only 13 open. One of those is family night and it's only for less than a month. So get there while you can. Also noteworthy is there are only two weekend practices through the entirety of training camp. So if you are somebody that struggles to get there during the week and can't make that work via your work schedule, just note family night is one of those weekend practices. So you need a ticket for that. And of course you get to go to Lambo and take in the sights and sounds of that. The other one this Saturday, July 29th. Now also of note here is those you know, first few practices, usually very popular and very much attended. So you might fight the crowds a little bit more. Also note that that is the only Saturday practice, right? So that can also be a bit busier with, uh, you know, people again, who can't get there during the week have to go during that weekend practice. So that one can be a little bit more, um, you know, busy, but again, if you're looking to go on a weekend, just know there's not a ton of options, right? So Saturday, July 29th, and then family night, August 5th are your only options to do so. Also note that there are two joint practices that will also be heavily populated because they are very popular to go to. This will be the New England Patriots this year, and that is on August 16th and 17th. And those are very, very fun practices to attend. It has a big practice feel to it. It just feels a little bit extra. You get to see the Patriots, the hoodie, Bill Belichick will be in town. And you just see the, you know, like the intensity is that much more because you're going against a different team and it's not just the same guys you're going against in practice day in and day out. So definitely recommend attending those if you can. Again, they will be extremely popular. So get there early to find your seat. But again, August 16th and 17th, New England Patriots, Green Bay Packers should be a very, very fun practice. And it'll give a, a glimpse into you know Jordan Love in this offense and to see how they're doing against a Bill Belichick defense in practice. So that should be very, very fun. And as noted, joint practices and weekend practices can be a bit busier. As training camp goes along, especially those weekday practices towards the end, they do become a little bit more sparsely populated. You don't have to get there quite as early to secure a really good seat. But just note the earlier that you go in the, the training camp, you know, first through you know, fifth or sixth practice, plus those weekend practices and the joint practices, those are going to be the ones that are heavily attended and you're going to have to fight the crowds a little bit more. The total dates that are there and available for you, July 26th, 27th, 29th, and 31st, August 1st, 3rd, and 5th, which is family night, and then the 7th, then basically like a week off, August 14th, 16th, 17th, and then they wrap things up on the 22nd and 23rd. Note, there are additional practices that are open to the media, but those are the only ones that are open to fans. Also note that the first practices are not allowed to be padded practices. So if you want to see some hitting, if you want to see a little bit more intensity, a little bit more juice, I would recommend going a little bit later. Those joint practices 
practices will absolutely be padded practices, at least in all likelihood and usually. Um, so those would be ones that you could, you know, attend and have a pretty good certainty that you're going to see uh, a little bit more, you know, physicality and the, and the pads come on. But if you want to see those, just, you know, note that those first few practices unlikely to be with any pad. Well, the first two cannot be. Um, and then it, it takes a little bit of time usually for them to ramp up into the padded practices. So just note those first couple will not be padded and to hold off till a little bit later into training camp if that's what you are hoping to see. The other thing that is super important is be very cognizant of the weather. If there are poor conditions, if it is raining, lightning, anything like that, at least like a heavy rain, the Packers will hold practice in the Don Hudson Center and you will not be able to view practice. And you know, they're not going to reschedule that. They're not going to open up another date. They're not going to do anything. So if you're somebody that's making the trip to training camp from another area, just note that, hey, if you're you're making that drive down, obviously if your flight is, you know, it is what it is at that point. But if you're driving down for the day, double check that weather forecast, because if there's any poor weather conditions at all, they're just going to move it inside. And then you will not be able to view any of the practice on that given day. So that would certainly be a bummer. Usually, you know, July and August, pretty decent time in Green Bay. Uh, weather's great. It's hot, it's humid, it's muggy, uh, but it usually, you know, some storms here and there, but you know, usually training camp has been pretty lucky with being able to get through practice without many issues, but just be cognizant of it because again, if there's any issues, they're going to close it down and put it inside. Some things to bring. Number one, sunscreen. As noted, it is hot, it is muggy, and you are sitting on metal bleachers with the sun coming down right on you. So it is very warm, very hot, and if you forget sunscreen, it is very easy to get nuked on those bleachers rather quickly. I can speak from experience, so make sure that you have plenty of sunscreen with you. I also highly recommend something to drink. There are gas stations, and there is a, usually a concession stand outside of practice as well. Uh, pick up something to drink before you head in so you don't have to go out and come back in, uh, but you're definitely going to want that. These practices can be anywhere from like an hour and a half to two and a half hours. Uh, they can get a little bit lengthy at times, and if you want to see everything, uh, you might want to have a little bit of a drink or a snack with you. And again, it's very hot on those bleachers, so highly recommend some water, Gatorade, maybe an iced tea, whatever it is uh, that you will uh, quench your thirst with, but definitely recommend that as well. And also recommend a full battery. You can tell this is somebody who is speaking from experience. I've gone and wanted to take pictures and, you know, tweet things out and realize that I've only got a very, you know, short battery life to live with and you can go in low battery saver mode and everything else. It's not going to save you more often than not. So make sure you are going into practice with a full battery as well if you want to be doing all of those things. As far as like rules and, and you know, general etiquette and things like that, it is free to attend. Uh, the only thing they really ask is no videos. So you can take pictures, you can enjoy the scenes, you can cheer, you can do everything like that. Uh, they just ask that you do not have any sort of videos taken and certainly you know, no live streaming, no posting anything to social media. Um, they watch it pretty closely. They've got multiple um, you know, ushers and people watching uh, through the course of practice and they will let you know if they think you're taking a video, they'll ask you to delete it and so on and so forth. And you can get kicked out of practice too uh, if you are caught taking video. So just note that and you know, be obviously on your best behavior and uh, you know, don't leak those videos out. But that's really the only thing that you have to be cognizant of there. As far as when to arrive for practice, there's a few different things that are really, you know, worth noting here. The first is, as I mentioned, you know, the, those early practices, the Saturday practice and the, um, you know, the, the scrimmages against the, the, the Patriots or the, um, joint practices, I guess I should say, those are going to be very heavily attended. So if you want good seats, you're going to have to get there earlier. 
I would also note that if you want good seats in general, you have to get there earlier and get a good, you know, get a good spot. If you're not so worried about where you're sitting or where you're standing, you just kind of want to take in the atmosphere and you know be able to sit wherever, you're usually okay. Uh, even if you show up a little bit late, you might have a little bit of a line to get in, but people are usually coming and going and it doesn't take that long to get in. You might be in a spot far down where you can't see things quite as well, uh, but if, if that's not of a you know, major concern to you, then you can definitely come a little bit later. The other thing is that some people are focused on different things, right? Some people, it's all about the practice and they just want to see practice and everything else that's going on around doesn't really matter. Other people want to go and, you know, do the bikes and see the bikes and see the Packers bike down to practice or maybe have their child go with the bike or maybe they want to try and get some autographs from the players. Like those are all things that are going on. Note that autographs are usually signed kind of on the way in. Sometimes Packers will stop and sign and then right on the way out as practice is ending as well, you want to sort of gather right by the entrance to practice. And that's a lot of times where those autographs will take place. Um, the bike ride, you have to, you know, kind of go up and you'll, you'll see the whole thing. And those are all options. As I mentioned on my last video doing this, I have not really done the autograph and biking thing. So I've been the one that's been attending practice. So I can't speak fully to that, but just note that those things are happening right before and right after practice. And if those are more of your, your, you know, thing that you're going for, just note that you're going to be arriving a little bit later and you're going to be, uh, you know, at the mercy of what seats are available. And you might want to cut out a little bit early to get in that autograph line, you know, once practice is looking like it's going to end, um, get in that line and see if you can get one of those, you know, standing spots right by the gates and they're more likely to sign as they're exiting practice. Also note a lot of the players will drive away from practice, especially the noteworthy ones. So you're not likely to always get those autographs, but um, you can only get there and see what you can do and see which players are ultimately signing. But um, again, if you want to see the bikes and do the autographs and that whole thing, just note that you might be waiting a little bit to get in or might end up with a worse seat. If you want to get there early, you're going to end up with a very good spot. Speaking of which, I highly recommend there's a little crow's nest that is right in the middle of practice field. It is the best spot. It is better than anything the media has. It is better than anything. So if you want to get there early, stand in that little crow's nest, go right up against the gate. You can see everything on the right. You can see everything on the left. Usually they're doing a lot of the, um, you know, 11 on 11s and, and team drills uh, right in that middle area that you can see very, very well. Like I said, it is the best spot on practice. If you can't get in there, sometimes it's closed, sometimes it's busy, sometimes they'll have the NFL network or, um, you know, I think uh, they, they do some scouts up there from time to time and stuff as well. So if you can't get in there, then right by that crow's nest, I recommend standing on the outside of it on the very back wall so you can stand up and usually still see the entirety of the field. But if you're again, if you're just looking for a place to sit, it doesn't really matter. You can go anywhere and, uh, you know, it's, it's tough to say because different training camps, they've done stuff at different areas of the field. So I can't say with a million percent certainty where they're going to do certain drills. Um, you know, it's just going to have to be a little bit of a wait and see. And sometimes you might have to move around a little bit if available uh, to get a, a better look at certain things. But I highly recommend that little crow's nest to view everything or one of the back um, that you can stand up and, you know, kind of see, especially in the middle that you can see, you know, both sides and kind of get a full view of practice. What to watch for in practice? This is obviously a little bit up to yourself and what you most want to go for. This is going to be a training camp that is all about Jordan Love. So he, you know, all eyes are going to be on him unquestionably. I highly, highly recommend watching as much of Jair Alexander and David Bakhtiari as you can. As I've talked about on numerous occasions, these are all pro players that take everything extremely seriously and go about their business in a very professional way and do like they're just 
artists and you know masters of their craft. And you can tell, you can tell why they are so good at what they do. It's because they take everything extremely seriously. They go about practice in a very professional way. And I just love watching those two practice. Devontae Adams was one that I couldn't get enough of in the past, but David Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander, two players that I highly recommend taking as much in as you can of both of those players. 11 on 11, seven on sevens, one on ones. Those are usually the the drills that people get a little bit more fired up for. 11 on 11s can be a red zone drill. It can be a two minute drill. It can be a variety of different things. But of course, that's more of like your your scrimmage periods, which are by far and away the, the best takeaways and the best stuff that you can watch. Seven on sevens. Green Bay hasn't done a ton if I if I remember correctly with seven on sevens, but sometimes you'll get the seven on sevens where it's everything but the pass rush. So no real like sometimes just like a, a center quarterback and the, the five wideouts or whoever is is going out on the route on the play, and then just like the the defensive backs and linebackers. Um you know, out on the field, not the pass rush, right? So seven on sevens, and then you get the one-on-ones, whether it's a corner versus a wide receiver, a safety or a linebacker versus a tight end or a running back, or a offensive lineman versus a pass rusher and trying to get to the uh, the little dummy, whatever. But any one-on-ones, usually the, the players get pretty fired up for, and those are really fun to watch as well. A big reminder here, A, just enjoy. It's really, really fun. But the other thing is it's practice. And what I mean by that is is not that it's meaningless or anything like that, but remember, maybe a player makes a bad play or whatever, like they're working on things. This is not them going out there and trying to perform at their absolute best. A lot of times these guys are trying different things out in practice, seeing what they can do. A lot of times Aaron Rodgers would test some things in practice that he knew he probably wouldn't try in games, you know, but he would want to test, you know, what he could do and get away with in a practice. And that is the area that you want to do that. Corners will work on different skills. Coaches will have players do specific things that, you know, they wouldn't necessarily do in games to get them accustomed to different sort of, you know, down distance situation, those sort of things. So just because a player maybe makes a mistake or screws up doesn't mean that they actually did something wrong. They may have been following the coaching or guidance from their positional coaches and, or just trying something different, trying something new to see if that would work potentially in a game. And if it doesn't work in practice, it's probably not going to work in a game. But just remember, this is their time to try things out. So if somebody gets beat or whatever, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to translate on Sunday. Same thing if they do something well. doesn't mean the player that they were going against on that specific play was doing their all to, to try and stop them on that play. So just remember, it's just practice. They're all working on things and just enjoy the heck out of it because these are some of the best athletes in all of the world practicing right in front of you right here in Green Bay, Wisconsin. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. So once practice is done, or maybe before practice starts, what are some things to do right around Lambeau Field? Well, you've got the Packers Hall of Fame, which is great to attend. You have you have the Packers Stadium tours, so you can get the full tour of Lambeau Field, which is really really fun. You have the Packers Titletown District. They have done a phenomenal job with that Titletown District. If you have kids, there are plenty of playground activities. There are like yard games. They've got shuffleboard. They've got ping pong. They've got bocce ball. They've got everything around there. There's the big Aaron's Hill that kids can roll down. There's restaurants in the area. There is so much to do in there. So the Titletown District is amazing. Of course, the Packers Pro Shop. Go there, spend way more than you want to probably, but it's worth it because it's all amazing stuff. And you can get lunch at Hinterland right in the Titletown District. Tavern in the Sky is right there. 1919 Kitchen and Tap is right in the in Lambeau Field in the atrium. So there is plenty to do right around Lambeau Field. And that's just kind of like the Packers related stuff. There's plenty of other things to do as well. Some other Packers sights, sounds, etc. to see in Green Bay. You have the Packers Heritage Trail, the Lambeau Cottage, the Oneida Trail of Legends, City Stadium, if you want to go check that out, and then Bayshore Park, where the Packers used to practice way back in the day as well, are all different sights and sounds around Green Bay that you can go and see and get some Packers lore into your life if that's what you are into as well. Some Packers history, if you will. Some of my favorite things to do, especially if you have kids, Bay Beach is amazing. Amusement park. They got a roller coaster. They've got all different sorts of rides. And the best thing, it is super cost effective. So like I have gone on numerous occasions with my two boys and myself, gone on rides for like three or four hours, plus gotten lunch. And we're like, 20 to 25 dollars in total for the three of us so it is super cost effective and you can spend a full day there uh, plus they like even if you don't want to like spend money to go on the rides they have a like a multiple at least one big park there still uh, i think they took the other one away but it is a very fun experience if you have kids also the new zoo out in more like the swamico area awesome like it is a very very fun zoo uh there are plenty of animals. They have a little bit of an adventure park there. The reforestation camp is right there as well, which has tons of hiking trails. There is a ton to do just at that location as well. And that is very cost-effective also. And then if you're into some other things, like they have the Botanical Gardens in Green Bay, the National Railroad Museum, the Neville Public Museum, the Children's Museum, multiple places to go mini golfing. There are tons of walking trails and parks the world is your oyster. There is a lot actually to do in Green Bay so that you can find like the city walk in downtown Green Bay, plenty to do. So, you know, look it up obviously online and what your cup of coffee is or your cup of tea is. Uh, But there are, there are all things to do for all ages, families, non-families, single adults, whatever it is, there's plenty to do. Also, if you are on the adult side of things, 
There is the Oneida Casino as well. There are multiple locations. Uh, they have a you know sports book now at the Oneida Casino. They have bingo. They have slot machines. They have a poker room. So whatever it is that you're looking to do there, and again, especially with the sports book being there and sports gambling becoming such a huge thing, in Wisconsin gambling is not legal in the state of Wisconsin. But um, obviously, Oneida is tribal land, and the, you do have the sports book there that is legal to bet right there. You have the app that you can do uh, the Oneida sports book app if you want to do that and don't want to do the whole like in-person sports book, you have to be on the premises in order for it to work. Uh, but that is another option for you as well. But that is, uh, again, another really cool option for people that are into the casino slash poker room slash sports book side of things. There's also other sports that you can attend. I highly recommend taking in a Wisconsin Timber Rattlers game. They are a class A affiliate for the Milwaukee Brewers. So if you're a Wisconsin sports fan, want to check out some legitimate Wisconsin baseball, Timber Rattlers, class A affiliate, minor league team for the Brewers. The Green Bay Rockers are a um, summer league team right here in Green Bay, college students. Uh, they play against teams all around uh, the upper Midwest, uh, if you will. Um, that is a really fun experience as well. So you can check that out. And then if you want to check out a Milwaukee Brewers game, like I know you're coming to Green Bay and, and if you're from out of area, Milwaukee's not that far away. If Especially if you're in Green Bay proper, you can get to a Brewer game in about an hour and a half. So if you can, you know, you want, if you have a vehicle that you can get there uh, or if you're renting a car, whatever, hour and a half, get to a Brewer game, take it in. They're only about two and a half hours now with the new rules and come back. You know, you could go to a, you know, game, you practice during the day, Brewer game at night, be ready and back for, for practice the next morning. So there's a lot of different options for other sports. This time of year, it's just baseball, but Green Bay Rockers, Appleton uh, for a uh, Wisconsin Timber Rattlers game, and then a uh, Brewer game in Milwaukee if the, uh, if the timing is right for you. All right, how about restaurants? There are some great, great restaurants in Green Bay. Play Bistro, in my opinion, is 1A. Um, go sit outside on their patio, or you can sit inside as well. Uh, they have amazing old fashions, great food. Uh, so you can check out that. Hinterland Brewery, uh, right next to the Packer, or like in the Titletown District, right across from Lambeau Field. Go get yourself a cherry wheat and a chicken sandwich. They have the best chicken sandwich in all of Green Bay, and I think all of Wisconsin, actually. It is phenomenal. Chives is more in that Swamico area. So maybe you're going for the, you know, to, to see the new zoo. Chives is a great restaurant in that Swamico area. And you can you know, definitely check that out. They've got great food, another great old fashioned if you're into that. Um, great drinks, great wine. Uh, and a lot of Packers, uh, Aaron Rodgers used to go there all the time. Um, but that is a favorite spot for Packer players. Rustique Pizzeria, also in that same, you know, sort of Howard Swamico area. Uh, they have the best pizza in Green Bay, in my opinion. Uh, they have the wood fire pizza. They've also got some garlic fries. They got a ton of stuff. Definitely worth checking out. And then uh, if you're into uh, more comfort food, White Dog Black Cat in downtown Green Bay, another phenomenal option. If you're looking for some more cult classics or some just Packers themed or Green Bay staple restaurants. You've got 1919 Kitchen and Tap, as mentioned earlier, right inside the Lambeau Field Atrium. Tavern in the Sky is right across the street at Lodge Kohler. You have a great view uh, up, I think it's on the fifth floor and it oversees Lambeau Field, which is amazing. Hagemeister Park is more downtown Green Bay. It's got the, the city deck, so you can like oversee the, the Fox River and it's a little bit more of a Packer themed place as well. Hinterland Brewery we talked about. Kroll's West. Uh, I don't know like a ton of people like right in Green Bay proper that like eat at Kroll's West a ton, but butter burger, milkshake, cheese curds, French fries. If you're into that, that's definitely a great place for you as well. Highly recommend Kroll's West over Kroll's East, but 
you know, to each their own, whatever one you prefer. But Kroll's West is the one right by Lambeau Field. The Pancake Place is a great uh, breakfast place. I also really like the Creamery downtown, only for breakfast or brunch, but they have great drinks and great breakfast as well. If you want to do the more stadium district, there's the classic bars and like the bar food, stadium view, the bar and Andouzi's. There are plenty of supper clubs all around Green Bay if you want the Wisconsin Supper Club experience. My favorite one is a little bit on the outskirts towards Door County, or at least on your way up to Door County. It is called the Chalet. Highly recommended if you're looking for a supper club. Like I said, it's my favorite one. Great old fashions, great steaks. Um, yeah, the, the, the entire supper club experience, but that a little bit more on the outskirts of Green Bay. Multiple dive bars that you can go and get your favorite Wisconsin old fashioned. I recommend C Street, downtown Green Bay, as a late night, dimly lit, not quite dive bar, but kind of that experience with a fantastic old fashioned there as well. If you're into the brewery scene, there are a ton of Green uh, Green Bay breweries that you can check out. Hinterland we talked about. Titletown Brewery is great. They have a rooftop uh, tap house that is really, really fun. Copper State Brewery, Badger State Brewery is one of my favorites. Stillmank, Noble Roots, Zambaldi, Anape, Station One, one of my new favorites as well. That is right next to Chives. So if you want to head in that Swamico area, you can get Rustique for pizza. You can do the Station One Brewery. You can go to Chives. You can check out the new zoo. Ton of stuff to do out there. And then there is Cocoon Brewery and Brewing as well. So that are the full list of breweries in Green Bay. Uh, wineries. Uh, there are multiple options around the Green Bay area, but my two that I'll go over, Captain's Walk right in downtown Green Bay, and then Ledgestone Vineyards, a little bit further out, but definitely worth your time. Good wine, really cool location as well. And then I can't go through this without recommending getting to Door County. If you have any opportunity to get to Door County, it is amazing. It is a little bit touristy uh, at this time of year, tons of people up there, uh, but highly recommend it. Absolutely gorgeous. Maybe you'll see the mayor of Door County, AJ Dillon up there. Wild Tomato for pizza. Chef's Hat is one of my favorite small little restaurants with a gorgeous location right in Ephraim. Simon's Creek Winery, my favorite winery up there, but there are multiple. All of them are, are pretty darn good. Bayside Tavern for a, um, a Bloody Mary, excuse me. Al Johnson's, you get to see the goats on the roof and get some really good drinks and some appetizers outside of there. Sister Bay Bowl for some bowling, Little Red Putter for some mini golf, Peninsula State Park for getting into a variety of different things, whether it's hiking, biking, nature walks, etc. There's tons to do there. Door County Brewery, awesome. Wings at AC Tap, which of course, highly recommended by AJ Dillon himself. They have an outdoor movie theater. As I mentioned on my episode a couple of years ago, I could do a 45 minute long episode just on uh, Door County alone, but plenty to check out there and definitely worth your time. And last but not least, I get asked a lot of like, what would be my perfect day? Like, what would I do if I just had a day? Like, here's what I would do. Get to Green Bay early, see the sights and sounds around Lambeau Field, see the crowds start to gather and see that energy start to build up a little bit. I would probably attend one of the joint practices. I would grab uh, you know, a soda or something to drink from the gas station or the concession stand, head in early to get a great view of practice, probably head to Hinterland Brewery for lunch, get that great chicken sandwich and a cherry wheat, probably spend way too much money at the Packer Pro Shop, check out the stadium tour and maybe the Packers Hall of Fame, maybe both. I don't know. Let's get crazy. 
probably grab dinner at Play Bistro, like I said, best restaurant in Green Bay, in my opinion, and then finish it off with an old fashioned at C Street downtown. That would be my perfect day. If you had like a weekend to do, you could maybe do all of that on Thursday, August 3rd for practice, then maybe spend Friday in Door County. And then Saturday, August 5th, you could maybe do Bay Beach or the new zoo, a couple different things if with the family, maybe lunch at Rustique and then head to family night that night. That would probably be like my ideal three day, but there is so much to do, so much to see. If you have questions on anything, feel free to reach out. You can always DM me at Andy Herman NFL. I'm always happy to give some tips and tricks or if you have questions on anything. So feel free to do that. Leave your comments below. If anyone is in the Green Bay area and there's anything I miss or uh, that you can think of, definitely post your tips and tricks below. We'd love to see those as well. But man, it is a really fun time. And I hope that you all enjoy the heck out of training camp. If you can't make it this year, start making your plans now for next year. It is a must do as a Packer fan. You like, I would recommend, um, you know, combining it with like a preseason game. If you can only make it up here, preseason games, like you can find tickets pretty easy and you get that great Lambo sight, sound, smell, and all of it. It's not quite the the full Lambo field mystique as like a regular season game or a playoff game, but it is still so freaking cool. It's never a bad time to be in Lambo field. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you as always for joining me. I'll see you guys right back here tomorrow, but until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.